Welcome to the Digital Age Podcast. This is episode one, The Person in the Screen. I'm Elizabeth Winchester, and I'm joined by Nadia Black, a junior at Bowling Green State University located in Northwest Ohio. Today, we're going to be discussing how we portray ourselves and the implications of that presentation online. My first question today is, how do we portray ourselves I think we always, especially when it comes to our online selves, we always present ourselves with as best we can. We kind of create this idealized version of ourselves and our lives because we only put on the highlight reels online. No one puts all the breakdowns, all the awful moments online. Mm-hmm. I Unless def- that's your job. Yeah, I definitely like, agree. If your job is being an influencer, then you're not going to really want to put that kind of stuff out there. Yeah, I definitely agree because um, it was seen in the textbook for my class. Um, I forget the chapter exactly, but Irving Goffman um, is one of the theorists that was talked about. And he kind of talked about the idea of like self-presentation or presentation in the online versus the real self. Um, and he really, what really struck a chord with me was the idea of the back region versus the front region. And you kind of touched on it where like this back region is where we take the photo, we edit the photo, we put a caption on it, we put a filter on it, we crop it, whatever we do before it goes out to the internet. And when it is finally edited and composed and we like how we view ourselves within that photo or that video, then it is finally released to the front region where it is viewable to the everyday person that has access to our account. And I think there is a lot of implications because of that, because with this idea that we are filtering everything through this back region into the front region, we are definitely seeing that, as you mentioned, Nadia, there is very limited authenticity, um, I would have to say, because we only want to show the best. Like, no one cares that you got a paper cut. No one cares that you took a nap. What they care about is if you went to Lollapalooza, if you went out to the lake with friends, if you went to a concert, that's what people are interested. That's what gets views. That's what gets people to click onto your profile and actually see what you're up to is we're living these kind of rose colored glasses when it comes to our online selves. We want it to be so perfect, so ideal that it is not true to who we truly are like who i am online is not who i am in person because yeah and and i think like no one ever puts up a photo without a filter without editing it and i think the way we use social media is different today because if you go back five plus years twitter the way people use twitter specifically was way different people were doing oh, I just got coffee, oh, I'm running to the mall, and now it's very curated. No one cares about the mundane little things, so we only post the big happy moments. Yeah, I think that also leads into the next question. I want to briefly touch on it because it does correlate, but 
I know our next episode is going to be talking more about mental health, but how do you think that the way that we portray ourselves online impacts our mental health? Because like, I know like just from personal experience, I always feel like who I am at this raw moment. Like if you were to snap a photo of me right now, I would be disgusted because it's not because I don't like myself. It's just that right now I'm comfortable and we don't show us comfortable. We don't show us relaxed. We show ourselves in a very, as you said, curated manner that we pose. We have to smile. We have to like look pretty. We have to have our makeup done to the T, our hair done. Um, we have to be wearing a nice outfit. Like I'm right now wearing like shorts and a t-shirt that I would never step foot outside my apartment, let alone post on the internet because I don't feel confident enough. And I feel like that confidence is the issue is that the lack of confidence that we have of showing our true and real self is both like it channels into the idea of the curated self and also it like loops back. It's an endless circle that we can't escape. I I definitely agree with that, but I also think that social media can help someone's mental health in the sense that there are people who feel alone. They feel like they have no one, like, especially with the LGBT youth, like, we more than ever now have been able to create a community that stretches far outside of our real life circles. There are kids who may be the only person in their world that they think is gay and now they can go online and see that there are millions of people just like them there we have more people talking about mental illness about their struggles including big celebrities um and same with big celebrities coming out as queer and that can do a wonders for someone's mental health especially if they're young and they don't have that representation they didn't know anyone else was struggling with that so i think it's like a mixed bag between yes if it's used in an extreme and it's abused, it can have a negative effect on mental health, but I think it also can have a very positive effect on mental mm-hmm. health. And I think it's this never-ending loop of up and down. One day you're feeling great because you use social media, and the next you're feeling like shit because you use social media. Yeah, this just, I just had this question um, kind of pop up because I know we learned in class um, recently about the kind of the idea of algorithms and how it kind of does this calculated public where it's the idea that um, this, I think I'm trying to quote it, but I'm going to get it wrong. Um, The idea that algorithms have been able to curate these types of publics that would have never been able to exist. And it kind of goes on the idea of um, kind of, seeing that these algorithms are bringing us together in the way that you mentioned but because of that we're also seeing that filter bubbles are becoming a thing where people get tunnel vision and they aren't able to really escape this algorithm that they kind of fall down this rabbit hole and they're unable to kind of truly break out of it because they continue to like stuff and it builds onto it but there's a problem within it that I'm kind of realizing that these algorithms can be helpful um and we'll definitely discuss that later but I think it's really hard 
when it comes to portraying ourselves because if we're only seeing the best and greatest moments of our lives and other lot other people's lives will we ever truly be able to f- break that algorithm and see the authentic- authenticity that is shown because we continue to like the people that go to the concerts we continue to like the um shots of the lakes and their friends and these glorious moments that don't get me wrong have happened but it's one out of 10 days or one out of a hundred days like those moments could only happen a handful of time a year and but we only see those moments like so how do you think that these algorithms play into the fact of how we represent represent ourselves I think you definitely have a point. I think that that these algorithms can lead to people having tunnel vision. Like, if you're a big fan of fashion, let's say, Mm -hmm. um, and you're following all these companies, all these models, and you're just seeing their feed and only their shit, and you don't look like them, you don't feel like them, that can definitely reflect badly on your mental health because you're like, well, shit, I'll never look like that. I'll never have that kind of success because Mm -hmm. I don't look like that. And that can really dig someone into a very negative uh, spiral. Um, But at the same time, um, if, let's say, you're plus size and you're into fashion, you're into modeling, that's what you want to do, or that's, like, your interest, we're seeing more positive representations of plus size people um, in fashion, in that industry. Um, And while it's nowhere near where it should be um, by any means... Um, it's getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think that it it can create this tunnel vision that, like you said, can loop people into these negative spirals. Mm-hmm. And because no one is showing their authentic selves because they don't see anyone else showing their authentic selves, they themselves don't feel comfortable showing them their authentic selves. And like you said, it's just this vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. And right now... I don't really see a way for us to break that because everyone's too scared of being the first one to break it. I mean, I think that's a great note to kind of leave this and it definitely will segue into our next episode. Um, So thank you, Nadia, for joining me on this episode. Of course. Thank you for having me.